Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode. So before we dive in and get started, um, I want you to think about what comes to mind when I say the fierce, intentional female leader. What emotions does that bring forward? What comes to your mind? What does it look like? What does it feel like? And what does it sound like? That's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to break it all down for you today as we are ready to have a wonderful, amazing show and conversation with all of you on today's episode of the Coffee with Rhonda show. So without further ado, let's get started. everyone. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of the Coffee with Rhonda show. Super excited to have you here because today we are going to have just an amazing conversation. So let me bring up our wonderful panel and we are going to go ahead and get our conversation started. So today I have the pleasure of having all of these wonderful, amazing women here with me today. Before we go through our introductions, let's talk a little bit about the background. So you know what the show is here, whether you're watching uh, live or on a replay, we wanna welcome you, we're so glad you're here. And also, you know that we believe that together we can leverage our collective wisdom as we navigate the world and look to become smarter, more savvy leaders. This is episode 47, and today we are talking about the fierce intentional female leader. So if you're out there watching, don't forget to comment, tell us what's in your cup. And then also power, your comments power our conversation. So please don't forget if something resonates with you, share that. Uh, also, you can watch on YouTube. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button. And then finally, if you're listening on podcasts, we love reviews. All right, enough of that. So let's get our show started. My name is Rhonda Williams, and I'm your host for the show. I am known as an R-Soul, or a recovering stressed out leader. Today, I'm an elite leadership coach helping entrepreneurs and executives decide it's time to stop the madness, reduce stress, and live more successful and more fulfilled lives. So what do I have in my cup this morning? I've got my springy little Cabo cup here. It's a little sassy, it's a little spicy. And uh, I have some strawberry mint tea. And that's what's in my cup this morning. So uh, let's go around and we'll introduce everyone on our panel. Uh, let's start with our wonderful co-host and then we're gonna introduce our amazing guest to the show. So Marae, good morning well, or good evening to you, right? Welcome. It's uh, good evening cup. and in, uh, in one hour, it's gonna be morning Sunday. So that's, uh, that's fantastic. Welcome to, to the show. My name is Marae. I'm one of the co-hosts. I'm the greatness engineer. My background 
background is in engineering, but I also do coaching and I'm all about greatness, making sure people understand that they have greatness inside of them and they have no limits and engineer greatness wherever they can and wherever it matters. And I'm really happy to be here again. Wonderful. And wonderful. in my cup, it's going to be water because <laughs> after that, I have to go to bed. <laughs> Wonderful. Thank you so much, Marae. And for Kimmy and Simi, Marae is in Australia. Um, so uh, we have a truly global panel this morning, and I think that's just going to enrich and add to our conversation this morning. So good morning to our other amazing, sassy, and as the intro says, caffeinated co-host. Hello, Miss Roz. Good morning to you. <laughs> good morning, everybody. Good morning. Good morning. I am Roz Jones, the CEO and owner of Jacksonville's Best Caregivers where we provide four levels of specialized care to your loved ones, sitter, homemaking companion, home health aide, and certified nursing assistant. Why do I do it? I do it to assist the caregiver with that SOS on their journey, which is being stressed, overwhelmed, and providing safety and security for your loved one. And as I always say, when you can't do it all, give, give us a call. call. <laughs> all right. Awesome. And Roz, do you have a cup this morning? I still have my nine to five, nine to five killers cup, and I have my uh, uh, peppermint tea with the lemon and the honey. Yes. Mm. Mm, delicious. Thank you so much. And now to our wonderful and amazing guests for the show. Uh, these are two of my new favorite people. We actually met on Clubhouse and we've been uh, collaborating and just building an amazing relationship. And we're going to, you know, we've got a wonderful room that we run uh, called the Intentional Female Leader, which really inspired our show today. So, uh, so Simi, welcome to the show. Tell us who you are, where you are, and then don't forget to share what's in your cup. Thank you, Rhonda. Super excited to be here today with you lovely, lovely ladies. Uh, my name's Simi Rayet. Uh, my background is as a business psychologist, executive coach, and I work with corporate leaders globally to elevate leadership brilliance. Um, it's a topic absolutely um, that I'm passionate about um, and really enjoy um, working with the incredible leaders that I coach and develop. And today in my in my cup, I don't really have a cup normally, Rhonda. So um, you really kind of inspired me to think about having hot drinks. So I'm having and enjoying a green tea today. And I'm here calling, speaking in from London. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Simi. It's great to have you on the show. And I'm so glad we could inspire you to have a little bit of hot, hot tea in your cup morning. Wonderful. Thank you. And going over to the wonderful, amazing Kimmy. If you have any challenges on how to think, oh, wait, let me not give it away. Miss Kimmy, tell us who you are, where you are, and then tell us what's in your cup. Uh, hold on. There we go. Okay. I can hear you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Hello. It's so good to be here. So I have a Zoom uh, thing in the evening that I'm leading is called the Trauma Cure Workshop. But my name is Kemi Oyeshala, so I'm really, I've been buzzing since last night because I'm just going from thing to thing to thing to thing. But my name is Kemi Oyeshala. I am in Ni United States of Nigeria right now, enjoying the sun and the rain and uh, good organic food. And what do I do? I beg your pardon. I've gone off topic. What I do is I teach people 
the fine art of how to think. It's not mindset, it's thought set. So your thoughts set your mind, period. I work with women whose next trajectory is senior executive or board level positions, and I work with young people. My background is microbiology and parasitology, BSc, BA in youth and community work, and I'm currently a cranial doctoral researcher, and I'm pumped! I, I'm sorry, I'll be a good girl. Oh, my <laughs> cup, my cup, my cup. <laughs> my cup. I, I don't really know who owns this cup. I'm staying with my brother, so whatever is in the house, but it has cold water because we've got to watch the weight. We've got to watch the figure. We're working at it. I'm not too sure that it's working, though, but we're getting there. <laughs> Wonderful. Thank you so much, Kimmy. It's great to have you ladies on the show. So as we jump in and get started, we had uh, our first comment out there was from Regina. Regina said, good morning, ladies. A pleasure to be with you. Regina from San Antonio. Uh, it's great to nice. have And She has, let's see, homemade fresh ginger root tea. Um, in her cup this morning. So uh, Shirley, hello, Chris, uh, Christelle, how, hello. And don't forget to tell us if you've got a cup and tell us what's in it. So Shirley says, great show. Thank you so much. Uh, we really appreciate that. And then uh, Christelle says, hello, everyone. I want to know what you ladies have in your cup. Don't keep it a secret out there. And then Maria also is out there. Hello, Maria is in the Netherlands. She's a play, another woman that is just one of our fantastic um, show watchers and supporters. And we're actually going to try to visit Maria in the Netherlands at some point. We've got a whole list of places we're now going to visit as a result of meeting amazing people through this show. So uh, let's get our conversation started. I am really excited about this one as we go into this conversation. And uh, when I was thinking about the show, you know, we have the room that we run on Clubhouse called the Intentional Female Leader. And I added a bit of a twist to it today, right? So I added the fierce intentional female leader. And I wanna talk about that. I wanna talk about the word fierce. I wanna talk about the connotation of it. Um, and then what happens when we combine fierce and intentional? Right. What happens when we combine fierce and intentional? So Maria responded. She says she's got cranberry green tea with a shot of ginger and lemon. Oh, that sounds delicious, Maria. Thank you for sharing what's in your cup. And then uh, Christelle says some orange juice in the cup. Now, Christelle, if you add a little bit of um, champagne, you've got the perfect mimosa. No, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> That's great. Yes, Roz. <laughs> right? Come on now. A little bit of orange juice, champagne, the perfect mimosa. So let's go. So what I want to start with, ladies, I'm going to do a quick round robin. Um, and I want to know the first thing, just one word, one word that comes to your mind when I say fierce. Fierce. One word that comes to your mind. And Kimmy, since your mic is open, let's start with you. What comes to your mind? Of one word. <laughs> That's the word. That's the word that comes to mind. That's it. I like it. I like it. I don't know how to spell that, but uh, okay. <laughs> also, if you are out there watching, please also... Um, let us know. Um, so Christelle, um, Maria, Shirley, what comes to your mind when I say the word fears? Type that in the comments for me. Uh, so Simi, 
What comes to your mind when I say the word fierce? The one word. Unstoppable. Ooh, unstoppable. All right. Mm. I don't know how to spell um Kim's word. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. All right, Mariah, what comes to mind when I say fear? Invincible. Mm. Invincible. All right. And then Roz, what comes to mind when I say fierce? Powerful. Powerful. Wow. All right. So what we're gonna do now is I want to what about you? Did you say a word? Oh no. <laughs> Thank you. You know, when I when I think of the word fear, I think what comes to mind for me is sure. And it's interesting, right? But for me, what comes to mind is you know what you are sure, you are certain of of what that thing is, right? Because you can't be fierce and be like, uh, <laughs> I'm not sure. That's not fierce, right? So when I think of fierce, I'm like, okay, they are. They are certain. They they get it. They're really clear um, for me and certain. All right, sure. So what I want to do now is I want to go around and I want to have a conversation about an intentional leader who is fierce. And I want you to pull your word into the conversation, right? What does that have to do with being intentional as a leader? Because when I think of fierce, I don't think we use the term fierce to describe female leaders much. Right. And and I don't quite sure why that is. Usually usually begins with the B if a woman is fierce. Let's just be honest. Yes. Let's just be honest. That is it, right? This is why I'm not even sure women want to be known as right. fierce. Right. Because there may be a fear there, right? I, said, I don't want to be that. Exactly. Okay. All right. So let me go out here and see now. Maria said, what comes to mind, oh, leadership and liquor. <laughs> yes, leadership and liquor with the mimosas. That's perfect. Well, maybe not on the job, but right after the job for sure. Um, <laughs> Fierce, Christelle says, is unapologetic. I love that. Untamed and gladiatorial. <laughs> I love that. All right, so let's go. So let's start. I want to start with you, uh, Marae, and what we're going to do is I want you to pull in your word and I want you to connect it to what does that have to do with being an intentional leader? Uh, Sometimes, you know, leadership, uh, we know that leadership has to be active. And uh, so for me, it's really about high energy and mm -hmm. being invincible, always be on the move, always be you know, um, in those vibrations that actually uh, bring positivity, optimism, and, and also including, you know, including people that you relate to and, and, and lead them, have a vision for them and, and bring them with you. And I think that's, that's why I'm, I'm saying invincible because the energy has to be high as a leader, especially if you are intentional. And it has to be about focusing on positivity around you instead of, you know, uh, looking at other energy, other type of, uh, 
of uh, feelings. And, and, and that's, that's really what it's all about for me. So I love that, that invincibleness that you're talking about and bringing that in, uh, in very um, succinctly with being an intentional leader because intentional leader, we know it's not that we're not gonna run into challenges, right? We're gonna have obstacles and challenges, but what if we refuse to be hindered or limited by that? What if we chose that we, we are invincible? And so whatever that leadership path, whatever that thing is we're trying to do, we're gonna continue to do that, right? So, uh, so Simi, let's come to you and your word was unstoppable. Yeah, I think for me, an intentional leader is absolutely someone who's deliberate, who's conscious about what they're doing, whether that be in the here and now or, you know, looking into the future. Um, and I think part of that relates to what you have just said in terms of if you're deliberate and you're conscious and you're really aware of what you're doing, where you're going, you nothing's really going to come in your way that's going to make you stop. You're going to become unstoppable. Mm -hmm. As you said, Rhonda, the challenges are going to pop up. Curveballs are going to be thrown your way. But I think with the, um, the kind of fierceness and the passion that that fierce um, attributes bring really make you unstoppable and make you um, continue it also inspires others around you to keep going and it cultivates that culture of let's keep going, let's keep driving and we can get through this and we will get there. Mm. I love that that work and who you bring to the conversation as an unstoppable leader, as a fierce leader, how you just said that that changes the culture right? That influences the culture around you and people rise to that. So that's brilliant, um, Simi. I, I love that. So Raz, your word um, was powerful and talk to us about being a powerful, intentional leader. When you're powerful, you have confidence. Mm. You, can't, you can't use that power unless you are confident and you have the knowledge to be able to use that power correctly. Let me say that. Mm -hmm. To use the power correctly, not to be abusive with it. But when you have power, then you can empower and influence other people to do things that they normally wouldn't do. Mm -hmm. So as a leader, you have to have confidence that has to be, you know, come from within and maybe a little bit of training and so on and so forth. But then as you get that confidence, you get that power. Okay, now since I have and I understand this process, this tool, this social media, whatever it is, now I can reach back. I have the power in my hand to reach back and to help somebody. And a lot of times we already have the power. We have what we need in our hands. We just don't use it. Mm -hmm because we lack the confidence. So confidence is tied into the power. But again, like I said, you have to use the power wisely and don't misuse it. Mm, I love that, Roz. You know, it, you would think that would be uh, easy to do, right? <laughs> but it's really not an easy thing because you know, when you get to a level of power, if you're not certain on who you are, your values, et cetera, 
Um, it really can be misused. So, Kimmy, thank you, Roz. Tell us about your word. Uh-oh, she's gone. So we'll wait for her to pop back in. So what I want to do now is um, I want to just sort of continue the conversation. And uh, let me go to our Leadership Above the Grind series um, sort of segment. And I want to have you all, you know, take a look at this quote and then reflect on it. And then uh, we're going to comment on that uh, on just a little bit. All right, Kimmy's coming back in. Let me just make sure. Let me share my screen and get you all to just sort of react to this. So this quote, and I always read it, especially for those that are listening later on the podcast version, Leadership Above the Grind segment. Uh, today's quote is by D. Hawk, and it says, Control is not leadership. Management is not leadership. Leadership is leadership. If you seek to lead, invest at least 50% of your time leading yourself with your own purpose, ethics, principles, motivation, and conduct. Invest at least 20% leading those with authority over you and 15% leading your peers. I found this fascinating. Uh, as she did this breakdown of the percentages and how we need to be leading, not only ourselves, but others around us. I mean, think about that for a moment. You know, we talked last time on the show about the importance of um, leading yourself. But we're also now talking about um, leading uh, sort of as you go through leading those above you, leading those across from you and leading that's a lot of leading ladies so so as you think about the intentional leader and all that they have to manage and lead what are some of the challenges i um that you perceive in a leader being fierce and intentional and before we do that kimmy uh was going to kimmy i wanted you to add in your comment about you said your word was ah, right? So you have to combine that with intentional um, and, and share with us, what does that have to do and how that relates to being an intentional leader? Kimmy? I, I think, can you hear me? I think, yeah, can you hear me? Yes. Can you hear? Yeah. Okay. So what I, the reason I said, uh, it's be, is because there are many things we do as women, as humans, that we do not have a force behind us saying, I'm going to get this. We kind of waddle and walk and think we're being intentional and we're being fierce until we get there and we put our hands to the plow and it's not working because there was no energy saying this is going to work. There isn't any number of no's that's going to get me. I have noticed that in my life, that I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, but I am not. There isn't a power. There is a certain level of power it takes to move a table made of pure marble. There is a certain amount of power that's required to move a table made of straw. But when we go into the world and it has to do with leadership, you don't have a choice but to be strong you don't have a choice but to be a lion because every time you go in there you are going to win you're not going to kind of see if we'll win you are going to win that's why i said 
gonna be, all be making that sound all day, <laughs> ladies. When you walk into your next meeting, I want you to walk in and say. <laughs> Now, now they're going to think you're a little crazy, but you know what? Hey, that's okay. <laughs> so, so Christelle said, uh, for me, intentional means having an agenda and a distinct goal that inspires me to be unapologetic in my leadership and my work. So I love that. It's just the act of knowing where you're going and what you're doing. And Christelle said, powerful words, Kimmy. So what are, why do you think it's hard for us as times, particularly oh, yeah. as females, um, to be intentional, right? What is it about that? Um, I, I don't know. Is it how we um, are taught to interact in the world? Is it the fear that we're trying to be liked? And this is always a fun conversation, right? Are we trying to be liked or are we trying to be respected? Are we trying to be liked or are we trying to be effective, right? Are we trying to be liked? And so I think those are the things that we have to decide. So, um, Roz, did you want to add to that? Yeah, I wanted to say a lot of times in the past, for me, I have, I have not been an aggressive leader in the past is because I was scared of retribution. I was scared of being punished or whatever or, or being labeled as outspoken being labeled as aggressive being labeled that i'm not conforming to company you know this this uh job description you, you, you know what i'm saying so that's why a lot of times i know for me and maybe for other women and i might be speaking for other women we have not done that is because we have always been punished and because we have never been treated as equals that we had the same amount of thoughts, ideas, and that we could bring a lot to the table. So we were never given that opportunity. You know, a lot of times when they had boardroom meetings, we, we only brought coffee in because we were the secretaries. Now we're no longer just the secretaries. We are actually the leaders. You know, so now we can go from the bedroom to the boardroom to where before, they wanted to keep us in the bedroom. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, it's an interesting thing. Social conditioning is a real thing. And for women, have you all heard the term that, you know, men should be seen and not heard, right? So, you know, stay in your place, be quiet, you know, sort of stay in your lane, stay in your place. But that's a problem for the fierce, intentional female leader. Raj, you used a really important term, I think, and it was conforming, Right. The intentional female leader can't conform. So, so Marae, what are some challenges? I mean, why are we as women leaders not always fierce and intentional? Mm -hmm. So I, I agree with Rose. I mean, it's uh, the domestication, the way we are raised. It starts at home where, you know, as a girl, you should be doing this. As a girl, you should talk like this. As a girl, you should, you know, be like this. So we grow up with that. And, uh, and for us, it becomes, you know, natural. And when you, you, you have somebody who wants to behave differently, they are judged. So there's fear on top of that because you don't, you, you want to belong. You want to be part of the group. Because if you, you know, you try to be different, then you, you, you'll be ostracized or put in a different category. And, and we're, not, we're not ready for that. We're not really ready for that. And that's, uh, that's really a problem. 
and and that's why I think you know it it has to start with with you know very young in 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 the household. Mm-hmm. to express themselves to 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 be themselves because at the end of the day even if we we are we have the same gender we are different we 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 can we relate differently to people to situation and that's something that needs to be voice uh because uh, for for men they tend to try to put us or society even women the mothers to put us in one group and say, okay, that's that's the way we should we should behave. So it comes really as a struggle for a lot of women to be fierce, to be strong, to uh, to say what they they really believe, because they always you know they always afraid like Rose was saying the, about the retribution right. or to being you know put sideline and judge as B like you know we said because they, they express themselves and they show that they believe in themselves and they have character. Mm-hmm. Well, right, you know, what you and Roz are talking about is something so important because it's just, I'm not even sure to me if it's in our conscious awareness. I think it just becomes a part of who we are and kind of how we show up. But honestly, I'm so over it. <laughs> I'm over it. I, we don't have a place. Our place is where we decide that it is and our places mm-hmm. in doing what we feel loved and called to do. And how do we cultivate that, Simi? How do we continue to help women get past the fear of being called the B word? And let me just put that out there. Is it a bad thing to be called the B word? I, I mean, I don't I don't know. I mean, I, I guess it depends on what I've heard it used in different contexts. Like you're a bad B, meaning, hey, you're a rock star. I've also heard, you know, you're such a B, which is not the good part, right? So I think context matters here also. Um, but Simi, you know, how do we help women um, deal with this social conditioning of basically stay in your lane? Yeah, I think the social conditioning, absolutely. Like we can all recognize that. And if we look at... Um, you know, gender bias, all the data around gender bias as well. Um, There's so much data around there in terms of just how data has been collected over the years, Mm -hmm. like the way things are designed. Um, For for example, if you look at the way um, things are designed for female toilets and male toilets, the needs of women and men are different, but the space that um, is kind of used for that design is the same size. Mm. It's, you know, designed basically what men need. The way cars are designed or the size of um, mobile phones, they're designed based on data that's, you know, all based on men. And it's only till we start questioning and looking around and seeing that we're actually in a system that has been designed unintentionally or intentionally for men. And it's then looking at, well, where's our place? As a fierce intentional leader, where does where do we find our place? Where do we find our seat at the table? And it's not gonna just happen. It is absolutely down to us as individuals to really become one, I think, completely aware of our strengths, our unique gifts that we bring, we all have unique qualities, unique experiences, and it's bringing them to the table. 
really kind of being expressive and articulating the values that we've brought before and the value that we can continue to bring. And then I think secondly, it's about role modeling the behaviors that we want to see. Because people around us, men and women, may not be used to seeing an assertive, um, passionate female leader. And they may have kind of seen the opposite behavior of that, someone being quite timid or, you know, sidelined, or they may see someone being overly, like, passionate and aggressive, you know, kind of emulating maybe some very strong masculine characteristics. But I think as us female leaders, it's really about one, being completely aware of who we are and feeling comfortable in our own skin and our own unique talents and going forward and putting that forward. And I think the more that we can encourage that within ourselves and those around us, absolutely, we can get there. But it's going to take time. And every time we do it, every time we take that opportunity, I think we get that one step closer. Mm. You know, I love that it is going to take time, I think, particularly because society, the way that they we treat female leaders, we've gotten this way over time. Right. And now changing that habit, we know, like when we change any habit, it takes time and reteaching the world how to accept women, how to handle and support and champion female leaders, particularly those who are different, who are outside of the mold, right? Who are not the typical quote, what, what this person should be, but really celebrating that and enjoying yeah. that. And I think that women being afraid of, you know, sort of that judgment piece and, but that starts within us right? We, we have to be willing to deal with that portion of it. Marae? Yeah, I just wanted to add that, you know, it's, it's about allowing ourselves to, to come out. Even if people don't appreciate that, it's really about, you know, knowing that I know who I am, I know what I represent, and I know what I want to create, which value I want to bring on the table. There, there are going to be people that are not going to appreciate that, but I'm okay. I just have to do it. I just have to say it. And I just have to be intentional about what I, I really want to, uh, to create. Uh, because I think what I've seen as well from, you know, from women, they want to be perfect. Everything has to be perfect, and especially in the professional environment. And we get burned, we get burned, and we don't really uh, get to accomplish what we want. We get stuck. And that's important to understand. There are things that we're really going to do well, and that's going to be okay or not okay for certain people. And there's, there are other things where we're going to fail. We just have to, uh, you know, um, say sorry to ourselves and continue. That's all, you know. Yeah. And so uh, Maria was out there and, and one of the comments that she made was, you know, if if they're using that word with good intention, then, then maybe she's OK with it. You know, we were talking about the context in which people are like, you know, you're using that negative B word. Um, but then Christelle said, when you're a black woman, you can be seen as an angry black woman as well with the anti-blackness added on top of misogyny. You know, no, no doubt, Christelle, there's definitely some double stereotypes happening um, there. But even in that, so let's let's sort of dissect that for a moment as women of color 
in the workspace. And then self-awareness is key for sure. So dissecting that in the workplace, let's talk about that for a moment. We are women of color. We are women, right? <laughs> On top of that. And then we are all powerful, ambitious, smart, strong women. There are going to be some challenges that go with that. And to Christelle's point, how do we navigate around some of that? And Kimmy, I'm going to come to you on this um, because you, you know, you always have a way of, of speaking about this. But how do we handle those different stereotypical boxes that we get placed in, Kimmy, because we're women, because we're women of color, because we're ambitious and because we are strong uh, vocal leaders? Um, we don't navigate it because as far as we're concerned, it doesn't, it doesn't exist. We did not build that narrative. The white person built the narrative. They, they built the, she's black, she's female, she's this. I, I, I never navigate that. I'm human, just like you. But if you choose to talk to me about the color of my skin and the country I'm from, then we don't have a conversation. Because if we have that conversation, we're not going to do the work at hand. We don't have time to talk about our humanity. That is not why we are here. And so that always is my position. Why do I have to join you in talking about that narrative? I am black, so I'm female, so there is work to do. There are people to speak to, friends to make, uh, intentions to aim for, money to be made, people to be helped. I don't have time sitting down talking about that stuff. They sit down and talk about it because they don't have anything better to talk about. They don't have any aims. They don't have any intentions. I will not join you in that conversation. So I'm navigating my way to the top where I can influence and make impact. I'm not going to navigate my way around my color. It's not going to change, and I'm not going to navigate it. So as soon as you realize I'm not interested, you're going to either stay clear away from me, or you're going to want to talk to me like, how are you like this? And I'm so not moved by it. And so I walk upon the high places. I come in as a leader. And even if you don't acknowledge me as a leader, I go out as a leader because your acknowledgement is nailed to me. It's who I am. Because that quote you read, that quote you read right at the beginning, but okay, lead this leader. But first of all, lead yourself. Leading myself is not sitting down and talking with you. That narrative, forget you. Forget it. I am not going there. I know what, why I came in here. It's not to talk about my color. That's not going to change. My gender is not going to change. I enjoy being, I've got figure eight, figure one, figure six, whatever you want to call it. But I am who I am. And I'm here to serve. I don't have time for that conversation. So I'm not going to navigate it. I have other things to navigate. Oh, good things to navigate. Yeah. <laughs> Oh I, think that was a mic, I, I think that was I think that was a mic drop for sure. Yo, Kimmy, that was that was amazing. Now you guys see why I went to her on this, right? I've heard her talk about this before. Um, and I just find that your conversation around this, Kimmy, to be so thought-provoking and so powerful. You're also getting um those out there watching it sort of riled up a bit. So um let's see here. We've got um so Christelle said, uh, preach, Kimmy. These are stereotypes intended to silence or to deflect. We stay focused. Regina said, okay, Kimmy, I hear you. Don't get Kimmy started. 
<laughs> and then uh, Maria says, uh, say it, Kimmy. So yes, um, forget. Oh, forget you. I love it. Let's go do our work. So Kimmy, uh, let the church say amen. Um, that was amazing. And, and so building on that, I really think that's a great place for us as leaders to be able to come from. We don't have to have conversations we don't want to have or we don't feel are valuable. We don't have to engage and dealing with someone who doesn't know who we are, doesn't accept who we are, and they're trying to get us to fit into a little box. We don't have to do that. Um, uh, my uh, One of the quotes I love is just because someone throws a ball at you doesn't mean you need to catch it, right? You get to decide if you want to catch that ball. You get to decide if you want to play ball with them. You can simply let the ball fall and turn around and walk away. And as Kimmy said, continue focused on the work. So Roz, what say you? I can plead the fifth today because Kimmy has said it all, honey. Kimmy. <laughs> I don't have to say anything else. Because, you know, as, as I was listening to her talking about, and, and, and the other young lady was talking about the data that they're using never included us. The information that you've been gathering never included women. So you're basing this off, off of 20 years ago instead of 20 months ago. So life has changed. Life has changed drastically. So it... You, you know, in order for us to be, you know, intentional leaders, just like you said, we have to ignore that foolery. My, she said, my color not gonna change. Who I am as a female not gonna change. You know, unless I have a surgery or something. You know, and that's not gonna happen. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. The whole thing is change the numbers to reflect accurately what leadership is. Change the numbers. Make it, make it inclusive now instead of exclusive. The good old boys club is almost dead. You know, we can put that in the Smithsonian Institute. <laughs> so, so those numbers have to change. They have to, not only do they have to change for now, but they have to change because we are bringing women up. We are bringing, you know, of other people of color and culture, they got to change to reflect the truth. It's got to reflect the truth. We have got to stop lying about what is really going on in leadership. We got to stop. That's my, yeah. before, before I get on my soapbox, I'm pleading the fifth, I'm done. <laughs> That's awesome. But I, I do think it's true. And and Marie, when we're talking about, you know, really being leaders and what leadership is and how we have defined leadership norms, right? We've defined these leadership norms. And now I'm challenging every fierce, intentional female leader out there to go forward and begin to dismantle some of the stereotypical norms that are deemed uh, that they have created the framework, right? They have decided even something as simple, you know, Raj, you mentioned inclusivity, 
even inclusivity is a challenge. So we did this exercise. So I am in a, um, in a diversity, equity, and inclusion program, and I'm one of three founders of this program. And it's an amazing transformative experience. So we did an activity. We said, Google professional hair. Just go to Google, type in professional hair. Then go to Google and type in unprofessional hair. And what you see are lots of black women with their natural hair come up under unprofessional hair. Who's defining these standards? Intentional female leaders, we have an opportunity to be fierce about this, to step forward as who we are. So Marae, but it, but it is challenging because we've been in this system for a long time. It, it, it's challenging, it's challenging, but it doesn't mean that it's impossible. And that's, and that's why, you know, you have to be intentional and know that you will get there, whatever the obstacle that you have in front of you, because you know that's... Uh-oh, your mic is cutting out a little bit. All right, I can't hear you, Marae. I think your mic cut out a little bit. Yeah, I think it's just the internet. Okay, say something now, Marae. Hello. Okay, you're back. Yes, I, I wanted to say that, you know, that's why we have to be intentional. We know where we want to be. We know there are going to be obstacles. But, you know, you, you have to push forward. If there's an obstacle, you can take another way. You don't have to always go straight. And that's what we understand is that there's always a way when you believe that you have a way. There's always a way that you can, you, you can, if it doesn't exist, you create it. And, and I think that's what women have to, to do is that, you know, things have been defined for us for years. It doesn't work for us. Cre let's create our own leadership and let's create our own way. Because why do we have to take the, the, the way that was created for us if it doesn't fit? No way. We, we're killing ourselves. So we really have to be intentional and know that, you know, those roadblocks are there, but it doesn't have to be our roadblocks. We can create our own way where there's no way. And I think that's that's where, you know, we need to focus our energy and, and, and keep pushing. And, and that's, uh, and, and I think there's no way, uh, like Rose was saying, there's no way going, there's no going back because we are already halfway and it's just a matter of pushing forward and being focused, like, like what Kemi was saying, being focused and not being distracted by what people think about us, what people want us to do, or the limitation that it, they put on us when they are not our limitations. Yeah. No, I, I, I completely agree. We don't have to accept those limitations, mm -hmm. right? And so as we uh, as we move forward, so, so Kimmy, there is a group out there called the Purpose Performance Group. And they said that there are three key elements of intentional leadership, noticing, choosing, and acting. So as we move um, and, and right now, I want us to just sort of have each of you ladies take one of those pieces that resonates with you and just touch on it a little bit for folks out there, because a part of what we want to do is give strategies for how do we become intentional leaders? What do I need to do to up my game 
in terms of being that fierce, intentional female leader, powerful, who shows up strong and confident. So they say the three things are to notice, to choose, and to act. So uh, Kimmy, let's start with you. Which one of those would you like to touch on in terms of helping give strategies to others to become a more intentional female leader? Um, I would, I would, I would choose choose because it has to do with your thinking. Be before you make a choice, you've got to think about it. Okay, am I going left or right? Am I going? Okay, I'm going to be intentional. What does that mean? It means I need to have a plan. I need to have an aim. Many of us have plans, but we don't have aims. So, what am I choosing to do? I've got to sit down and think about that. Think about the consequences. Think about why I choose that. Why are you choosing this way? Why are you choosing to uh, uh, get to your destination that, using that road? Why? That requires you to think. And that's something I believe many of us don't do a lot of thinking. Where humans are used to, well, everybody's going this way, let's do it. Well, everybody's wearing that, let's wear it. Let's go and get ours. Uh-uh. We're innovative beings, we're unique beings. We are always saying that we're this and that but we always we tend to sink into what everyone else is doing so if you're going to be intentional choose and choose with uh deep thinking and stand by it and then tweak if you need to mm, i love that i love that and i love that you threw in at the end tweak if you need to so what about you simi out of the three um that they say are required for leaders to be more intentional notice choose and act what would you choose? I think all three are really relevant, but if I chose one, I would absolutely say notice. And notice for me is really about noticing what's going on internally for you as a, as a female leader, and also noticing what's going on around you. And I think the more that we can um, raise that awareness within ourselves and around ourselves, we can use that insight to our advantage. Um, we can use that insight to then be able to think about and navigate and plan where we need to go next mm -hmm. or what's working in terms of what's serving us well, perhaps what we need to do differently or what we need to um, start doing. So I think that noticing is really, really important. And I think quite often, we get so busy in the hustle and bustle of the here and now. And it's only when we take a step back and we allow ourselves to create a bit of distance. Um, and this only, this you know, we could do this a couple of times a week, for example, for maybe 20 minutes. It doesn't take very long, but it allows you to create that headspace to be able to just connect in terms of how you're feeling, what's going on, what's showing up for you, and also what's going on around you. So absolutely saying, become aware, become conscious, and really notice what is happening within and externally. Mm, thank you, Simi. I love that. I love that, you know, as uh, somebody who is a huge advocate for emotional intelligence, awareness always speaks to me, because what can you really change if you're not aware? Right? Think about that. It's That begins the process for pretty much everything. 
If you're not aware that you are showing up and your impact on others and you're not effective, right? If you're not aware of even your own thoughts and feelings and why am I getting frustrated or angry, angry with this colleague? Why is my sister pissing me off? Whatever it is. If you're not aware, then you really can't do much about it, but be a victim of the reacting that needs to take place. So I love that portion. Mariah, what about for you in terms of this group? I love the simplicity of how they put this together. Notice, choose, and act. Which one would you choose to focus on? I mean, for me, it's got to be choose as well, because um, I don't know who mentioned that at the beginning. We already have the power. Yeah. Do we choose to use this power and be intentional about it, or do we step back? And that's, that's really the, the choice that we have if we really want to be fierce leaders, uh, is really use this power which is already inside of us, in our, we have it in our hand, and use it strategically to get where we want to be. And that's a choice, and I think that's, that's a, a clear choice for any woman to, 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 to make, because mm -hmm. if we don't make this choice, we are static and we, we, we just become followers and, uh, and nothing really happened. Uh, the thing that we want uh, to happen to us, they don't happen. We're just right. following somebody else's agenda and we get frustrated. So mm -hmm. I think choosing you know, to use your power uh, intentionally and strategically is, is very important. Absolutely, I love choosing. And Roz, what about you, you know, to notice to choose and to act. Which one really resonates with you? Uh-oh, hold on one second. Okay. Uh, Rods, you're muted. There we go. Can you hear me now? Yes. Okay. The word, the word I'm choosing is act. And when we act, we have to realize that we're on an assignment. And as we act, the assignment that we are on, we have to understand how our acting is going to impact the assignment. Because while we're acting, we're on the assignment, we have to give advice. While we're acting and we're on the assignment, we have to give advice. So while we are acting, there's a lot of things that go on, you know, the mental piece, the, you know, the physical piece, but the assignment is, is, is very important. We have to understand our, our assignment and why we act the way we are supposed to be acting. You know, if, if I'm assigned to do this, then I know that I'm supposed to, you know, conduct myself a certain way. If I'm assigned to be a caregiver, then I have to act a certain way on that assignment. And we have to understand that we have to be flexible in the way we act and when we're on our assignments so that we can give the right advice to the next person who's going to also be coming behind us as they come on, you know, whatever assignments that they have as a leader. So that's mm -hmm. want to talk about that a little bit. No, that's awesome. And because the three pieces work together, right? And you've got to be able, you've got to be consistent. You've got to be willing to do all three together, you know? And for me, I think I choose, um, I think I would start with the noticing piece. Um, I, I have noticed that nothing in my life changes until I pay attention to it, right? Until I'm aware of it, 
that's when I can begin to make changes that make a difference in my life. And, and if I'm not aware of something, then um, it doesn't, you know, nothing happens with it. So uh, noticing is the place that I start. We're going to start our wrap up segment. We're going to do our what's in your cup segment where we're going to go around and ask each of you to just share a key takeaway. What's something that you're taking away from this conversation? But before we do that, I want to first get our post-production picture because but I will forget. And so hold up your cup and show me a big smile. And then we will, uh, Roz, everybody's cup in the picture. There we go. Got it. Awesome. Thank you, ladies. That'll be our post-production picture. So it is now time for what's in your cup. So this is our wrap up segment where we're going to wrap up. And, you know, I like to think of this metaphorically as throughout the show, we've been putting something in our cups. We've been refilling our cups with the wisdom and the nuggets and the insight and the passion and the energy that we've shared here. So as we wrap up our cups, and if you're out there in the audience, share some key takeaways. You know, what are you taking away from this conversation? So what would you like to share with others to take away from this conversation about being a fierce and intentional female leader? I'm going to start with our co-hosts and I'll end with our two guests. And then as I end with you both, you can also share if anyone wants to know more about the work that you do, how they can connect with you also as we end this part. So, um, so Marae, let's start with you. What's in your cup? What are you taking away from this conversation? So what I'm taking away is that leadership is a personal journey. You know, nobody can define your leadership journey it's about leading yourself and i agree with the statement that you put part of it is about you know first leading yourself and when you can lead yourself then you develop this fearness that is you know needed to be a first leadership and and you really enjoy the process and you really you know start to create a, a positive impact not only for yourself but also for your community or your your country but it's really it really starts with you being aware of uh, you know how you come across uh, knowing who you are and and really how you relate to people and what you want what is your purpose what are you trying to accomplish and really go for it and run for it without you know being distracted by whatever uh, people are saying or whatever people want you where people want you to fit Mm -hmm. Awesome. Thank you so much, Marae. You know, paying attention and um, and then knowing what you want so that you cannot be distracted is such an important part of that. So, Roz, what about you? What's in your cup now? What are you taking away from this conversation? I'm going to take away something Kimmy said. Um, when Kimmy said that we don't have to entertain conversations, so that means that we should be able to walk away from things that are uh, a negative conversation, things that don't have anything to do with our assignment, with our leadership. So we, we can protect our space. We should be able to protect our ears. And then we also have to protect who we are connected to. So I, I, I definitely like that what Kimmy said earlier. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Thank you, Roz. And just making that choice, right? You don't have to play. You don't have to engage in every conversation um, around that. So, Simi, what about you? What are you taking away? What's in your cup and what would you like to share? Uh, and then how can people reach you if they want to know more about the work that you do? 
I think a big takeaway for me is really about recognizing as a leader that space that you give yourself to raise your self-awareness. Um, asking yourself that question continuously, how am I showing up? How am I showing up? Because when we ask ourselves that question, we create the space for us to be intentional. And that paves the way for us to be unstoppable because it gives us purpose, it provides us with direction and it enables us to be deliberate. Um, but I'm more than happy for um, people to, to contact me as well. Um, I have a psychology coaching practice and that is called Wellbeing Face and I can be contacted on wellbeingface.com. I'd love to hear from you. Awesome. Thank you so much, uh, Simi, for sharing your key takeaways with us and that level of awareness and that key question. How are you showing up? How am I showing up? So, Ms. Kimmy, what are your takeaways? What's in your cup through this conversation? And what would you like to leave um, folks with as a takeaway? And then, of course, share how they can learn more about you. Um, yeah, my takeaway is what um is it Miro? Because I'm using my phone I'm not sure I got the name right Murray sorry I cannot hear you Murray Murray yeah um about showing up with power yeah Murray showing up with power because there are times I know I'm powerful but there are times I just walk in and I'm I'm walking in like I'm just going to the kitchen to get a cup of tea into my business, into my work, into speaking to a client. I've got to walk in with power. And for me, that's a clear intentionality. I've got a plan. I've got an aim. We're going to hit this thing on the nail. So come in with the biceps like bulging <laughs> and, and the words filled light so that you're starting. You're going to help people. You're not just going to do it partially like... Oh, yeah, we do. No, 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 no. I can imagine what the world will look like if everyone walks in with their biceps bulging and, you know, people just observe you as you walk in and they go, she is a no-nonsense woman. Don't even talk about that. She came here to do some work. Let's all focus. Oh, my, oh, my. Anyway, yeah, that's, that's, what I, that's what's in my cup. That's what I'm going to go away with. That. And it's something I need to pray about and bring in and and be there's no other word be intentional about it yeah you can reach me the best way to reach me i think for now is facebook kemi oyeshala dm me i'm actually going into i'm holding a trauma cure cure c-u-r-e trauma cure workshop on zoom by then right so if you want that information i can shoot that to you um or just send me a message Rhonda has has my number and yeah. uh, if you type in how to think with a number two, one word, you will find me. Awesome. Thank you okay. so much, Kimmy. That was amazing. And, you know, I think for me, as I take away from this conversation, I think one of the key takeaways for me really that emerged through this conversation is the need to know who you are so that you cannot be penetrated, bothered, detracted, um, diminished, um, you know, um, or any of those things by what other people think of you, right? By them deciding where your space is and where your place is and what your lane is. 
if we have enough confidence and we are that true, fierce, intentional female leader, then what they think is not our business. It's really about what we think and then what we do with what we think. Right. So all of those action steps. So I think that's what I'm taking away from our conversation. So this has been amazing. Thank you all so much. Uh, Kimmy, Simi, thank you so much for joining us on the Coffee with Rhonda show. It's been a pleasure um, to have you all to my awesome caffeinated co-host. You guys rock as usual. And, um, you know, for everyone out there, this is a journey. This is an adventure. Right. Life. Enjoy it. Embrace it. Have fun. And each time we are with you. Our goal is to help you get a little wiser, a little smarter, a little more savvy, and a little more sassy on your role to leadership. So until next time, for all of my panels, stay tuned for just a moment. For everyone out there, uh, we are so excited that you join us each time, and we look forward to seeing you on another episode of the Coffee with Rhonda show. Until next time. Thank you for watching the Coffee with Rhonda show. You can catch live episodes Saturdays, 10 a.m. Central, 11 a.m. Eastern. And if you are curious about leadership above the grind, you can download your copy of the Stress-Free Leader ebook at stressfreeleaders.com. Until next time.